Welcome to Park Ave Baptist Church Podcast. A weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I'm Himra Chanel, pastor of community engagement and stewardship. And I'm Darcy Jarrett, pastor of worship, advocacy, and arts. Park Ave is a bold, inclusive, and creative community where everyone is welcome. We uplift voices and identities that are marginalized elsewhere. We affirm all ethnicities, racial identities, ages, socioeconomic groups, gender identities, and sexual orientations. Because we hold to a theology that refuses to other anyone. At Park Ave, our leadership model is non-hierarchical. And we practice an open pulpit where you will hear a multiplicity of theologically trained voices from different backgrounds and social locations. We don't just preach and talk about deconstructing systems and structures of power. We We practice practice it. Through this podcast, we hope you will be inspired, encouraged, and challenged. Listen Listen with with us now. Park Avenue Baptist Church, in response to COVID-19, has suspended in-person worship, but that can't stop us. What you'll hear on this podcast is a recording of our online worship, which happens each Sunday at 10 a.m. Join us through our Facebook, at Park Ave Baptist, or our Instagram, at Park Ave Baptist. We hope that you stay safe in these difficult times. We are going to move into our time of reading. Marquise is going to read our scripture this morning. Hello. All right. We have Leviticus uh, 19, 9 through 18. It says, when you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap your field right up to the edges. Neither shall you gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and for the sojourner. I am the Lord your God. You shall not steal. You shall not deal falsely. You shall not lie to one another. You shall not swear by my name falsely and so profane the name of uh, your God. I'm the Lord. You shall not do injustice in court. You shall be uh, partial to the poor uh, or defer to the great. But in righteousness shall you judge your neighbor. You shall not go around and, uh, as a slanderer among your people, and you shall not stand up against uh, the life of your neighbor. I am the Lord. You shall not hate your brother in your heart or sibling in your heart, uh, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord, uh, the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Uh, delighted to see each and every one of you on this Sunday after a very, very, very long week, um, and one that I feel turned uh, in, in, in our favor, I would say. Um, as I, I communicated to Pastor Darcy this morning, and Keith, I was waiting for the outcome before I finished the last part of this uh, sermon, uh, but I found myself writing regardless, and I, I preached four years ago when uh, a certain president became president, um, and the, the feeling uh, was very different than it is t- today. Uh, but oddly, the message is somewhat the same. Let us uh, pray before we go into the word this morning. God, we thank you for each and every gift. I thank you for uh, your wisdom and your spirit that sits and rests among us. Uh, may we open our hearts and our minds to hear from you this morning as we uh, interact with your spirit this morning. May we receive something special, anointing, something afresh from you. In Jesus' name, our African Messiah, we pray. All of God's saints say amen. Amen. 
Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, even though, love thy neighbor. Even though, love thy neighbor. In 1776, Thomas Paine published a book called Common Sense. It had a it had the largest sale and circulation of any book published in American history. It was read in bars and taverns and, and town halls. Common Sense made public a heartfelt case for independence. Payne connected independence with his religious belief and he structured this book Common Sense as if it was a sermon it touched the young colonized nation in a way that started the American Revolution in their minds even before it happened on the battlefield. And months later, as the American Revolution was in full go, the United States officially declared independence from the British Empire, thus giving us our 4th of July celebration of barbecue and fireworks. A year of great strides was 1776. Later that year, George Washington and 2,400 troops crossed the Delaware River under night's cover. And I'm sure you've seen that picture of him and his men doing the impossible with the flag on the front. A year of great strides was 1776. But also that year. In the same month of July, alongside all of these great moments for our country, there was an invasion of a Cherokee nation by 6,000 Patriot troops from Virginia and North Carolina and South Carolina. On that day, those troops destroyed 36 Cher Cherokee towns and killed 50 to 60 people. They called it the Cherokee War of 1776. I'm sure we weren't taught that. And then all that year, in 1776, 700,000 African people, black, brown men and women and children were enslaved legally, taken from their homes, their culture, stripped of everything they knew. The colonized had became the colonizer. The oppressed had became the oppressor all the while fighting for its own freedom and taking away the same freedom of other people who in America, the land of the free saw as less than, but who the Bible would call our neighbor. We the people is what the constitution says. We the people of the United States in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, the secure the blessing of liberty to ourselves and our prosperity to ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. Yes, we the people which did not include everyone at that time, but if we are to say it, then we the people, the people of the, uh, who are the minority and the majority, 
the, the ins and the outs, the rich and the poor, the Christian and the non-Christian, the Republican and the Democrat, the Southerners and the Northerners, the straight, the gay, the black, the brown, the yellow, the white. We the people who are all neighbors from different neighborhoods, people of the United States, the idea, the idea was to come together for a more perfect union. A union where everyone, not just some people, could live into America's dream. Now fast forward 244 years to 2020, where in many ways the once colonized is still colonizing and oppressing through systems built to keep the same minority of people in their place. 2020. A year of many surprises, a year of great loss, and a year also of great gains. Not only in the lives affected and taken by COVID-19, but by the heroes that we've lost, the changes we've had to make, the plans we've had to alter. And the more this year goes on, it seems like the more we have to deal with, which we did not expect. We did not expect to see a man killed by a knee on his neck or a beautiful black woman killed while sleeping. I, I know that COVID is in the news as it should be, Mr. President, but there are still people being killed by those sworn to protect us, killed in our, by our neighbors, still names being added to the hashtag. I know COVID is in the news as it should be, but all the while racism still seems to be around every corner and in every city and every town. Yes, 2020 has been a year. There are still people in food lines, still millions unemployed, thousands facing eviction. 2020 has been a year. Most would call it bad. Some would call it something that smells bad but also this year, there has been an awakening, a uncovering, a decolonization of a system that neglects more than half of its people has started. A rebirth of a civil rights movement that, 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 led, that is led by a new generation. Today's colonized are becoming the colonized, decolonized wrapped up in a slogan, Black Lives Matter. A slogan that when heard sparks outrage for some, they find it defensive, but for other it speaks to a matter and an idea that has never been a focus. It speaks to an idea of how neighbors should uh, view each other, how neighbors should validate and understand each other's worth. It's not a moment or a movement to me. It's a reality that has taken, that has too often been overlooked. And as we speak on the ideal of colonization this morning, I would like for us to start by decolonizing our relationships. Those relationships and bonds that have been built on sand. I want us to refocus our minds, our spirit, and listen to these words from Leviticus. I must admit, this book I have a lot of issues with. 
some of the stuff I just can't get down with. But, but this part, Leviticus 19, shows us how we should treat each other. Leviticus 19, 9 and 18 says these words, when we reap the harvest of the land, you shall not reap your fields right up to the edges. Neither shall you gather the fallen grapes of the vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and for the sojourner. I am the Lord your God. Uh, you shall not steal. You shall not deal falsely. You shall not lie to one another. You shall not swear by name by my name falsely. And so profane the name of God. I am the Lord. You shall do no injustice in court. You shall not be partial to the poor, defer to the great, but in righteousness shall you judge your neighbor. You shall not go around as a slanderer among your people. And you shall not stand up against the life of your neighbor. I am the Lord. You shall not hate your brother in your heart, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Love your neighbor as yourself. This is repeated all throughout the Bible because we need to be reminded of it. It covers every commandment and should guide every relationship that we are involved in. It is talking about a reflection of action driven by love, the, the golden rule, treat me as you would want to be treated. But that becomes hard when you don't see the other person as equal. Now, now this scripture in Leviticus speaks to this. It has, it has many scenes, both in and out of the courtroom. It speaks to the way people should interact with each other in their daily lives, with those you know and with the strangers that pass by. How judges and witnesses should carry themselves in the court of law so that the outcome speaks to the truth. It relays to us that fairness is key, that equal protection under the law is required, that equal rights for all without false judgment, false testimony that puts any individual's freedom and in life into question. And I would say this morning in both cases, as we look at American history and Americans and America's present, we can clearly see where we are still falling short, not only in our daily lives and in our interaction with one another, but in the halls of justice. The way our economic system is set up and arranged, it is the totally opposite of what this scripture says, that if you reap a harvest, do not reap up to the edges. That sounds like colonization, that neither shall you gather the fallen grapes of the vineyard, but leave them for the poor and the sojourner. <sighs> colonization, the, the process of coming in and taking over, not seeing the value in another one's culture or the people. When billions and trillion dollar companies don't have to pay taxes when millionaires are uh, paying less taxes percentage-wise than the average America by ways of tax loopholes that only the rich can take advantage of. That is reaping up to the edges. 
when the 1% controls 89% of our GDP growth that consumes more, spends more than half of the population, that is reaping up to the edges. And then it tells us, neither shall you gather fallen grapes. Fallen grapes. The substance that, are, that is left behind that can help someone in need. That extra stuff that you don't need to survive. The extra stuff that would be good to have. It would be an added bonus for you. But for those who are in need, it would mean the world to them. It would provide them their daily bread. And thus, God would be working through us to provide for them. Yeah, I, I, I know the narratives. You, you know the narratives. See, I, I work in private banking. That's my day job, see, AKA the folks with money. I see the disparity and I've heard the sayings that if you can do it, then I can do it. Pick yourself up by your bootstraps. But what if you haven't been given boots? In world, colonizer, create spaces that promote inclusion respect for people and honor who they are. The process of decolonization that should be led by the highest office in America. That is what has been happening this year. And the election shows that decolonization involves change and remolding structures of capitalism and this, this assimilating systems that don't foster meaningful relationships and understanding. That's what Christ would have wanted us working together. Jesus tells us that two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. When people work together, they can double their strength and they can get more done. So if we work together, we'll double our love. We'll double the conversations that we're having. It involves listening and loving those from the other side of the track, even those that we don't agree with on everything. And that takes time, that takes investment in each other. It takes teaching each other, working together, serving together. Love thy neighbor as you love yourself. I am the Lord. You shall do no injustice in court. Not be partial to the poor, defer to the great, but in righteousness shall you judge your neighbor. You should not go around as a slander among your people. You should not stand up against the life of your neighbor. I am the Lord. You shall not hate your brother and in your heart, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. In righteousness shall you judge. In righteousness, we the people can find a commonality and a common purpose. And in righteousness is how our courts should operate. In righteousness, we can form relationships with those who we've never considered connecting with. And moving forward this year into next year, we need to be in the process of healing, a process of mending relationships, mending history, healing from so much division in our country that still lives. And even though there will be a new leader in 2021, we still have so much work to do in forming relationships. 
those relationships that have been damaged these past four years because there haven't been a focus on we the people, on unity, on love. Psalms 133.1 tells us that how good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. And in our individual lives, there are people who we love but don't see things the same way that they do. But if we can look at Jesus this morning and learn from him, when after turning over tables, after decolonizing the system, the temple, it tells us that Jesus sat down and talked. Uh, he didn't kick them out the temple. He didn't tell them to leave and never come back. He talked is what the word tells us. So we must be willing to teach in 2021. To have conversations that move us forward in unity and in love. Not carry hate or in our hearts or disdain, but to teach with grace and with mercy. The fight is not over. The work is not yet done. We have, we have won a major victory on yesterday, but the tide is still turning. We have to continue to work for the next generation to continue to strive towards a world that sees character over color, that chooses love over politics and people over prospects. Let's continue to work to make things common sense, AKA Christ sense. So we may live up to those 53 words written 200 and 44 years ago, this morning we reclaimed them for ourselves so that America can one day be a great, so America can one day be great. That we the people, that's what it says, we the people of the United States in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, secure the blessing and liberty to ourselves and our prosperity, do ordain and establish a constitution for the minority and the majority. The ins and the outs, the rich and the poor, the Christian and the non-Christian, the Republican and the Democrat, Southerner and Northerner, the straight, the gay, the deaf, the blind, the black, the brown, the yellow, and the white. We, the people, who are neighbors from different neighborhoods, may it be so. Let us pray this morning. Let us pray this morning. God, we thank you for your message. We thank you for your spirit of unity, for your spirit of coming together. We know that in the days coming ahead, we will need to operate in grace and in mercy and in understanding. We will need to be above reproach, above par, willing to lean over to the other side of the aisle to find a way forward. Yes, that your spirit be amongst us in our walk. Your spirit be in our leaders and those who will be leading us into the next path and next journey called life. We ask that you never leave us that you be with us in the ups and the downs and the rain and in the sunshine. It's in Jesus' name we pray to our black African Messiah, our liberator, our decolonizer. All of God's saints say, amen.
Thank you for listening to the Park Avenue Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to worship with us in person, our services are on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m.-ish. We are at 486 Park Ave in Southeast Atlanta, across the street from Grant Park, at the corner of Park Ave and Sydney Street. To find out more about us or get in touch, visit our website at parkavebaptist.com. Now go into a world that is too often unjust. Knowing that the God that created you loves you. And empowers you to love boldly, live inclusively, and serve creatively.